Welcome to the CPESN USA Saturday podcast series. My name is Ashley Branham. I'm a community pharmacist and director of network development with CPESN USA. We know that marketing through social media and other ways are very important to the sustainability of our business. Marketing your business cannot be um, uh, put on the back burner or ignored. During our COVID-19 series, we covered a marketing topic on May 10th with Tom DePietro of DePietro's Pharmacy that is still one of our favorite recordings. On that recording, he shared how he keeps ideas alive by highlighting local activities and events close to his pharmacy and how that has impacted his business. What are other ways community pharmacies can market and showcase notable activities taking place within your community pharmacy? Yeah. Today, we take a deeper dive into those marketing principles. And I'm joined today with my co-host, Joe Moose. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Ashley. And, and um, we're excited today. We, we've had, a, as Ashley said, with Tom's uh, podcast that we recorded earlier, we had a lot of questions come in about marketing and, and how to market and just a, a number of things around marketing. And, and even this week, I, I had several emails from listeners asking asking marketing specific questions so we thought what would be a, a better time than to to dive into marketing with, with some actual marketing experts so today I, I have a, a marketing expert Sean Copley uh, he's a creative strategist and brand coach for the plum and pixel company and and he has helped uh, many organizations build a really strong and healthy brands by by focusing on on what Sean will talk about the the five pillars and that's the uh, uh, five pillars of your brand and that's the story the strategy the service style and systems um, so he he helps give uh, organizations real clarity about marketing and when to market and why should you market and filtering through those decisions uh, of uh, do I do it daily and who do I engage in my marketing and so uh, I hope today uh, that you, you will learn as much as I've learned talking to him and, and pre-show conversations uh, about consistently communicating uh, to our consumers and our customers and our patients and our own, our own staff so welcome today Sean. Welcome, Sean. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me here. Yep, it's uh, it, it's uh, good to talk to you. And uh, I think I would like to just start it out by saying, what is? Uh, I know when I talk to folks about marketing, and somebody grabs me in the hall and at a convention or something says, "Hey, what kind of marketing do you do?" or whatever. A lot of times they're thinking you know, what kind of signs do you put up or what kind of ads do you run in, in the local newspaper and that type of thing? But when somebody says marketing, what does that mean to you? Well, you know, that's pretty common to confuse the individual touch points with the overall process of marketing. And of course, I I lean towards, you know, branding as being the big umbrella of things and then marketing being part of branding. <clears throat> you know, so a lot of times brand people think of a logo or a website and and then like you said, sometimes when you say marketing they think of individual things like a sign or a billboard or advertising. And um the thing the truth is that both concepts are correct and both in a way incorrect because really um you know, marketing is not the sum total of branding. So, you know, usually I try to unpack 
you know, the difference between the two. Um, so I define branding as the intentional stewardship of the of emotions and expectations and experiences your people have in relation to your business. And so uh, marketing would be a tactic where branding would be a strategy <clears throat> or, you know, purpose versus product or why versus how. That's kind of how I differentiate between the two. Yeah, that's that's really good. So, so when you know, so I own this pharmacy, and you know, we've been going along pretty good, but but times have been tough with COVID and and reimbursements yeah. and DIR and all the stuff out there. When do I know that I need to do some marketing? Um, it's easier to just never stop. <laughs> I mean, I really think you should keep the tap running at all times. You know, it's kind of like uh, parenting where you, you really want to be consistent and persistent at some level, um, you know, of uh, whatever you can do, do something. How would you recommend a pharmacy to get going on that pathway? I mean, we've talked about, you know, maybe having a foundational brand and purpose of what your marketing is hoping to to achieve where, where do you dive in at what's the first step well i think you know definitely starting where you are and 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 figuring that out first figuring out what you have and also what you know too and what you have time for um you know a lot of people dive into online courses and books and blogs, and, and then they get this huge list of things that they want to try to tackle. And they, it's easy to get frustrated because there's so many different channels and ways to communicate now. So I usually recommend you just start with really an audit of the different tools and resources and people that you have, and then you work from there. And of course, as part of that audit, it's not just figuring out uh, what you have, but also the health and strength of what you have too. So I, I usually recommend just getting a snapshot of where do you need to do maintenance, you know, a repair or adding new things. Um, so that may be your content, that may be your web or your reputation online, uh, your social media or, or even competition, just trying to get a baseline snapshot of where you are. Yeah, that's uh, kind of, uh, I like the way you said that in terms of, you know, taking the inventory of, of where you are and, and then, you know, trying to unpack it needs. So I, I know that, that with these pharmacies out there, you know, and we've had conversations about this previously is, is you know, our differentiator is our localness, you know, our, our connectivity to our customers local our connectivity to the rest of the healthcare team locally. Um, and that's really what sets us apart from the 65,000 uh, other community-based pharmacies across America. So, so how do we leverage our localness in, in our marketing efforts? Well, I think everything starts with, with your story <clears throat> and, and really any effort should be an outflow of your story, who you are, and, you know, your history, your purpose, your values, mission, vision, you know, those can all be springboards for everything. So, so number one, you want to just, you need to be authentic um, in that marketing of your localness. So the things that you do um, should come out of that.
Yeah. So when, and I guess that's one of the things that being an old pharmacy like we are, we feel like, you know, we're the Swiss army knife of healthcare um, and, and that we're a little bit of everything. You know, how do we hone in on the one thing that, that we want to market? You know, I, I see, and I've been guilty of it over the years of buying an ad in a, in a local newspaper or, or doing this. And, and they say, well, give me, you know, list all the things you do. And we end up putting a, a ad in, in a something and it's got the, you know, we deliver, we do synchronization, we do blah, blah, blah. We do, do it's got a list of 25 things and you end up really <laughs> nobody remembering or, or kind of associating you with any one thing. H- how do you determine what is your one thing? Wow, that's a that's a great question. <laughs> I think it, on individual, um, you know, tactics like you know advertising and things. And I don't, I don't know if you've seen studies or even experienced this, but most people just barely scan things now. So um, having a clear and refined message, um, and then knowing your audience that you're speaking to in whatever channel you're speaking um, would would mean. Uh, refining that, you know, instead of listing everything, focusing on one thing um, for that particular channel, for that particular audience. But that's not, it's not easy to do. There's no doubt. Um, That is a challenge, particularly when you have a limited budget and you're not able to um, do lots of different messages on different channels. So let's talk about um, social media a little bit. So um, social media could be a winner for your pharmacy, and it could it could be the opposite where it's um, there's no activity, so it seems like there's there's no energy coming from your pharmacy. What you know? How how would you recommend a pharmacy who's getting in to even you know? Do you get in one platform? master that? Get in routine multiple platforms, and and what do you recommend in terms of like development content do you plan it out 30 days ahead what you know what's working really yeah. well from some of the, the the groups that you're seeing well and, it, and it's getting harder and harder um on some of these channels to even be seen even from even people that are fans um you just it's harder to show up in the feed of your fans now um you know with advertising too it's harder to get traction with ads you know, there were days where you could spend a dollar a day um, and and still get some traction, but those days are gone. So, you know, starting with, again, I, I, mean, I hate to be the dead horse, but knowing your audience um, is definitely one of the first things to understand uh, for whether it be for schedule or whether it's for frequency or even for the type of content that you do create. So, um you know, there's a, a mix of tactics you can use uh, with the type of content. You can do, you know, branding. You can do entertaining uh, or inspiring, uh, networking, influencing, informing, or selling or listening. Those are different tactics you can take with the content you produce. But you mentioned uh, how do you go about doing that? I typically create a, um, a skeleton of a calendar. 
um, and then fill that in each month and then allow for flexibility for when things come up. So that skeleton of a calendar may be a key focus that I want to have for that month um, and then fill it up with particular days of or holidays or, or things like that and then um, different pieces of content that you've created you know, for those different tactics. So in terms of frequency, do you recommend um, everyday type of presence or, you know, three times a week? I mean, I know the more the better probably in most cases, but, you know, what is a good baseline for a community pharmacy just starting to get their social media presence active that they could kind of go by as for as far as kind of a, a guideline? You know, the frequency, you know, and the schedule varies from platform to platform, but uh, it doesn't matter as much as it used to. Really connecting with your audience with content is really what is more important. So rather than, you know, listing on Facebook, you should do this many times or, or whatnot, I would say that just dive in and then you're going to have some trial and error. You know, you need you know, that's why it's important to have a tool that you use that can measure and monitor, you know, the engagement you get because it can vary uh, week to week what uh, was mo what type of content was most successful or also what day and time was most successful. Yeah. So uh, for our uh, listeners, it, it could be a quite overwhelming kind of activity, especially when you look in some of the more sophisticated posts where everybody in the county's tagged or you have a lot of hashtags around right. start somewhere right and then you'll grow into the functionality and, and tagging other folks and those kind of things yeah i've really noticed like with our post you know we can post general posts about good health and well-being and and you know we try to do that but we also just post like our staff or something that's very local, like something that's happening in our community that other people know of. And that seems like that, that always gets the most uh, views or impressions or likes or whatever on it. When we, when we really, you know, include the, the human side of things, maybe more human side, less education. A lot of our posts are to try to educate, uh, you know, the public about either something related to healthcare or some service we do, but what seems to get the most traction with our pharmacies are, are the human side of things. When we, we post about, hey, so-and-so, our high school student, you know, just got accepted to UNC Chapel Hill or, or something like that. And that really, you know, seems to draw the, the attention. Yeah, that speaks to, you know, what you were talking about earlier about leveraging uh, the localness, um, leveraging local in social media, what you're talking about really is putting a face on the company so that people can imagine working for you or buying from you. So uh, promoting those kind of community efforts, you know, where you're partnering together on events or content or even celebrating, you know, showing off your team with anniversaries and birthdays. And, and even testimonials, um, a chance to toot your own horn without sounding like you're tooting your own horn because someone else is saying it, basically. Those things can be really engaging. But to put thought into what you were saying, Ashley, that um, 
it can be scary because sometimes some of these campaigns, they've put a lot of effort and money um, and time into some content. And so you can feel like, well, I, I could never do that. But the way I look at it is start with a baseline um, and don't feel like you have to post every day. Don't, you know, focus more on creating good content than trying to, you know, post something every day. Yeah, I, I, I think of the, the social media channels that I follow, and that truly is the case, is that when I do click on it, I want it to be something of quality, not just showing me that they did did something that day. So, um, you know, we've talked in the past, too, about kind of marketing is really a culture in, in your, your business, and, and how do you... All these owners are crazy busy. Um, you know, yeah. Ashley is is super busy, and to be the sole marketing director, marketing, you know, ad creator, everything for her business is is really really tough. How do we, you know, how do we develop a a, a culture around our our staff that that everybody is really marketing your brand? Well, at some point, you do have to step outside of the business to work on the business. And I know that's the common uh, challenge that I hear for so many. Um, but the things you're talking about uh, require some uh, some systems to put in place, some strategies. And, and, you know, it's hard to do those kind of things in the trenches on the day-to-day, -day, um, you know, work. Uh, so, you know, I said that everything starts with story. Well, I think everything should be driven by culture. I mean, really strategy. When you talk about strategy, I look at culture is your strategy, uh, for everything. I mean, it's the vehicle for everything. Um, you know, because your, your culture is going to, you know, back up the promises you're making in your branding and marketing. Right. So if you're saying one thing in your marketing and, and they're experiencing something else when they come in, then what's the point? You're not you're not really doing anything to grow your business. So um, I really there's really no other way except to step outside and take some time to go through the process of of, you know, putting down codifying your story and uh, figuring out, you know, how you're in using that to figure out how you're going to how you're going to do work really that's what culture is is how you're going to operate how you're going to work with each other and how you're going to treat customers so how long should we wait or how long so you you said that it's it's like parenting that's an ongoing thing um so let's say we've kind of had a pharmacy and We've been going on autopilot, just, you know, word of mouth. We've been treating people right, and they've been telling the story for us. And we haven't been deliberate about any any social media marketing. We occasionally would buy an ad in a high school yearbook or when asked to do like that. But we've had no deliberate marketing campaign of any kind. So let's say we want to change that, and we sit down and and uh, we, we start reading some of the materials that you've provided and, and our show notes um, that, that come along with the show. And you started, uh, we've started following some of the, 
the blogs that you said, and, and we we think we were kind of coming up with our story. What would be a a reasonable way to measure? Are we getting any benefit from doing doing all of this? And what would be a reasonable yeah. time fr- frame? Also, really is. Well, and that's why you start with goals in in terms of especially with social media, um, and because how are you going to know that you're getting a return on your investment um, if you're not, and how are you going to know what to measure unless you unless you start by deciding what those goals and key performance indicators are. So um, that's you know in the PDF in the show notes that's one of the first things you do, and a lot of people make the mistake of trying to that they want everything, every goal to be, you know, um, implemented. And that's, that's pretty hard to do. I usually suggest to start with a few. So, you know, some of the examples of those goals would be say increasing engagement or, um, brand awareness or increasing web traffic. Now, when you choose that to be a goal, that will start to, um, define what kind of content or what kind of activity you do on the social media. And so right there, that's where you should start. And of course, you know, I mentioned knowing your audience, um, a a lot of that comes into play, especially when you're choosing what, what, what channel, what site you're going to pick. So if you're reaching a certain audience, then you should choose a channel that, that is going to, that, that, that audience is actually on there, of course. So, right. um, so I would say start by um, getting to know your audience, and then definitely setting up your goals. So, what are the top three mistakes you see, in your opinion, when you go to a small business? So, let's say a small business has hired your firm to to help them with with some form of their marketing. What are typically like? Some some big mistakes you see or traps that you see somebody who's kind of been doing the marketing all on their own or it's been on autopilot that, that you see um, occurring. Well, there's some low hanging fruit uh, things that you can do that I'm always surprised that that just aren't done. And I know it's because of just being so busy, but one of those is just making sure that your name and address and and phone number is consistent across the hundreds of listings that are out there. Um, obviously the big ones like your Google profile or, or Yelp or Facebook and those, but, um, but also, and I'm sure you've seen this, there's just hundreds of them out there. And so just getting that um, consistent so that your name doesn't show up in four or five different ways so that you make sure that your uh you know, photos are accurate for what your business is. And and so that's, to me, that's one that I see a lot. And really that's just reputation management. Uh, Another one would be responding to every review. That's another one that is, is pretty simple to do. If you set up, you know, I like to create swap files that, that kind of give me something to start with at least um, that, that match the personality of the brand and then is a, and then I'm able to tailor that to, you know, the review, what they say. Um, but that's a good way to uh, encourage getting more reviews. And then plus every time you respond, really what you're doing, it's a form of marketing for the next person who reads that review. So those are, those are two things I see that are 
often forgotten but are pretty easy to take care of. Brad, can you go into a little detail about how you've helped pharmacies recognize their brand and portray their culture um, through um, certain campaigns or um, monitoring of certain um, aspects of their marketing program? Yeah, you know, um, I, I actually I've been working for quite a while on a process for helping organizations and businesses get clear on their story. Um, and, you know, like I said before, everything should start with story, but but also um, those things, I like to call it culture marketing. Um, it's basically communicating, communicating who you are. And the funny thing is, is that when you do that kind of marketing, um, it impacts employees and it impacts customers. And so in essence, um, you're, it's kind of a, two for one thing because uh you're develop you're increasing the a good culture through marketing um you know by doing that so you know story and, and of course i call it story but then um you know you you've probably heard it uh, just history and purpose and mission and vision and basically where do we come from why do we exist what do we stand for what do we do and for whom when will we succeed and how are we going to get there I mean, those are foundational to really your story and your and your strategy, which I, I kind of use culture and strategy interchangeably. But um, so those are like the foundation uh, for for anything. If you're going to build a house, you start with the foundation. So that's usually what I like. You know, it's hard to it's a linear process, but <laughs> you know, it's not a perfect world. So it's usually trying to figure out how to. Um, go back and forth on some of these processes um, to to help organizations. So, and then yeah, that's where I start with with story, and then figuring out. A lot of times uh, when you're trying to build culture, it usually really what you're talking about is to drive employee engagement. I mean, I'm sure you've seen stats on just how disengaged employees cost businesses. You know, I think it was 500 billion each year it's crazy and so trying to figure out that employee journey that employee experience is really what what creating culture is because that really does fuel your entire business strategy so you know you know coming up with the employee experience and and developing you know collateral material to to um carry them through that journey you know whether it's Hiring and pre-hiring, onboarding, 30 days, 60 day, 90 day, or that ongoing um, process. Uh, that's that's kind of a. There's not. I don't really have a set process for that because it can get kind of messy. But but that's that's really what I do. Start with story and then move on to strategy. Yeah, and so for our audience that are listening, if if you want kind of a a take home action item. Um, the process that Sean has just described, um, you, you've heard him refer to a, a worksheet that, that will be attached in our show notes. He, he leads you through um, particularly a social media strategy where you can kind of fill in the blanks of what, what regardless of what channel you're going, um, there are specific foundational questions that you need to answer and, and kind of map out 
what that, you know, that foundation looks like um, so that then you can act on your plan. So I encourage you to take a look at that, um, that worksheet um, so that you can kind of begin to conceptualize what your overall branding and marketing effort may be and, and where you're going to go um, through that. And, and certainly, um, um, Sean, I appreciate you taking some time to create that. I know our listeners will appreciate that as well. Sure. It's just a helpful way to, to figure out where you are, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's where we all need is is any type of help. And, you know, I, I know I've heard you talk before about other tools and resources that um, that can be used. Are there any um, any other tools or guidance um, that you could lead us to as we're trying to think about creative content and um, really maximize um, whether it's our social media presence, our website, um, or just our story that we share um, out in the community. Yeah, you know, a lot of times the kind of tools I look for are the ones that are that help me cut down on time, obviously. And sometimes that means spending a little money, obviously. But um, sometimes money is <laughs> is easier than time. So I, there's a certain things I look for when it comes to choosing a tool. You know, I like to have a parking lot where I can keep track of ideas. Um, if I need to collaborate, so uh, some kind of collaboration workflow, because sometimes you can work with other people. You know, they don't have to be experts, but they could be on your team already. Um, scheduled publishing is a big deal for me because uh, I don't want to have to think about and worry about what I'm going to post every day. Um, I like to have, uh, you know, set number of posts and then to be able to be flexible and jump on there if I need to, if something comes up. And then also engaging, you know, to, if you're going to, you know, I mentioned that responding is pretty important. Well, you're going to, if it's easy to respond, you're going to do it more. So an all-in-one inbox is, is a great feature. And then the thing that most people forget are, are just something that would give you the analytics to measure that RI and best practices, you know, um, that's when you really figure out what day, time, and type of content, work, content works best with your audience. So um, I usually break those down into two things, you know, creation tools and then the publishing tools. And creation, there's there's a ton out there. You know, there's Canva. Uh, Adobe Spark is another one. And, and Photoshop is another one. And then there's also lots of iOS apps that do individual things. Um, publishing you know, in engagement and measuring is, you know, there's a few that I like. Um, Buffer, which is also called Publish, is a great one. Uh, CoSchedule is one I use now pretty exclusively because of collaboration uh, tools that are built in and then the analytics, too, that are built in there. And then Sprout Social is another one. Um, that's kind of a good, better, best in terms of pricing as well. Uh, but to be able to to publish one post and have it go out to multiple channels is, is just a great way to cut down on the time and effort you have to spend. Great. Uh, I, I noticed too that, so even like Canva and some of the other ones that you, you've mentioned, they have a free 30 days for the pro, or you can do yes. a Canva basic for $0 a month. So you just create an account essentially. So um, definitely listeners check into that. If you want to um, kind of, step up your designs and, and other types of templates you can access. Yeah, those are great too, because it's tricky. Um, every channel has different 
sizes that are required, you know, that work best on those channels. And that's all to me, that's the biggest frustrating thing is to have to create something four or five different ways, whether it be video or GIFs or, or images, um, to have to resize or re do new layout. And so some of those tools like Canva and Spark, you know, make they're completely designed for that. And so it makes it a lot easier. So Sean, you, you said, um, money is easier than time sometimes. And so for the folks that are on the line and, and maybe want to talk more with you about um, maybe ways you could help them. And um, is it okay if we attach your information in the show notes as well? Sure. Okay. Sure. Great. I'd be happy to help out any way I can. Well, thank you so much today, Sean. This is a great information. So, so uh, listeners, um, pharmacy owners, we need to get deliberate about our marketing. Uh, everybody around us is marketing, so so we we've, we've got to start doing it too, and, and be deliberate about it. And I think, you know, the take home I, I got today was in your opening sentence or or two, uh, Sean, is that you've got to keep the tap running. It's something that you you can't just kind of put on the side burner and hey, I, I'm going to send out a couple posts and then I'm going to go back to what I've been doing normally, and then six months later do it do something else so you got to got to keep it running so uh listeners i, I hope you get into marketing and, and keep your taps running the cpesn podcast is brought to you by thrive pharmacy transformations production assistance is given by mike denniger and suzanne feeney for more information visit us online at cpesn.com and tptransformations.com